Welcome to the Week 13 Podcast, here to discuss the triumphs, trials, and fibrillations of nursing that somehow keep us coming back for more. My name's Courtney. I'm a 25-year-old novice nurse who decided to dive headfirst into my nursing career. Most days, I still don't know what I'm doing. Thankfully, I have a variety of expert colleagues and endless resources to help me get by. In the podcast, I'll talk about the complexities of travel nursing, sharing knowledge, lessons, and expertise for us all to implement in our day-to-day nursing careers. Let's collaborate. Hey, hey, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to my first episode of this podcast. I am so excited, but extremely nervous to be here. I just poured myself a cup of coffee, but I'm wondering if it should have been a glass of wine instead. (laughs) But it is only nine o'clock in the morning where I'm at, so I guess we should hold off on that for at least a few more hours. I thought it would only be appropriate to take this first episode and give you guys a background of who I am, where I come from, and what got me to where I'm at today. I've known that I wanted to be a nurse since I was about nine years old. And when I was 13, I started to feel really interested in ER nursing. Now, I didn't really know what it all entailed, but the fast-paced, high-intensity aspect of it really caught my attention. I started my nursing journey in high school by getting my CNA license, as many people do. My first job was at a local nursing home where I worked for about six months with long-term care and dementia patients before I transitioned into a rehab facility where I worked with more acute patients that were there after knee replacements or hip replacements or recovering from strokes, recovering from heart attacks, you know, people who needed rehab. So after working there for about a year and a half, I decided to take a leap of faith and apply at a hospital because ultimately I wanted to end up in the ER and in order to be in the ER, you have to be in the hospital. So I thought, well, I'll get my footing. So in the fall of 2016, I took a job as a float CNA working part-time night shifts. I was finishing up my prereqs at the time, going to a tech school. So I decided that I wanted to move out of my parents' house, live on my own, pay my own bills, have my own space, and really get a taste of adulthood. So I moved in with a roommate since I wasn't attending a four-year school and I wasn't able to live in a dorm. And during that time, I met my now fiance, Steven, and we talked in depth at the beginning of our relationship about what we really wanted out of our relationship. We decided that it was important for us both to focus on ourselves and do things that benefited us individually. For me, that was applying to nursing school, and for him, that was applying to jobs out of state. But as time went on, we both started falling for each other more and more and decided why grow individually apart when we can still grow individually together. So here we are now, five years later, engaged and thriving, and he has been a huge part of my entire journey. I do not know how I would do any of this without him. In the spring of 2017, I decided to take some time off of school between finishing my prereqs and starting the nursing program. 
I spent this time petitioning and applying for the program and was ultimately accepted in April. Knowing the high demands of nursing school, that summer I decided to move back home with my parents to save some money. They were kind enough to allow me to stay there rent-free and work as much or as little as I needed to be successful in school. So mom and dad, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for all of your constant love and support. I appreciate it more than you will ever know, and I am so grateful for everything that you guys have done for me. In the fall of 2017, I started the nursing program and I transitioned from part-time to PRN at work. I was picking up shifts here and there. I didn't have a set core. I didn't have an FTE to meet. So I really just worked whenever it was convenient for me and whenever it worked out with school. In the spring of 2018, our ORI serialization system went down. So unfortunately, that meant that I, as a PRN employee, was canceled or put on call very frequently because I was the low man on the totem pole. I didn't have an FTE to meet. I didn't have a core to meet. I wasn't getting PTO. I wasn't getting benefits. So what they did was they made sure that the full-time and part-time employees who were eligible for PTO, who did have a core to meet, or who were getting benefits, got their hours in. So the reason this affected me so much was because I was mostly working on the med surge floor. Although I was able to float throughout the hospital, I was mostly working on the inpatient center. And many of our patients in that unit are surgical patients, patients who've had hip replacements or knee replacements, shoulder surgeries, abdominal surgeries, you know, stuff like that. So with the OR pretty much being shut down for, I think it was like three months or something, we hardly had any patients because not only were we not doing elective surgeries, but we weren't doing emergent surgeries either. Those patients were getting sent out. As I'm sure many of you are aware, not working equals not getting paid. So not only was I not getting my hours, but I wasn't getting any money. I wasn't bringing anything in. And again, because I was a PRN or as needed employee, I also didn't qualify for PTO. So I couldn't even cash anything in in exchange for even a little bit of a paycheck in order to get me by. All while this is happening, Stephen and I started talking about moving in together. And that conversation quickly went from let's move in together to me telling him that if that's really what he wanted and that's what was best for our relationship, he'd have to foot all the bills. We ended up doing it and unfortunately, just a couple weeks after moving in together, Stephen payer of all bills, lost his job. Now, this wasn't a, you're not doing your job, you're fired, we don't like your work ethic, you're fired. It was simply that he was a temp employee and during the company's revision of funds, he was no longer in the budget. That was a huge hit. That put a lot of stress on us, put a lot of stress on me. I was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay our bills with me not working? And when I am working, I'm getting canceled. So that summer, after I finished my first year of the nursing program, I was able to take the LPN boards. I took and passed my boards and I started looking for another job. I quit my job at the hospital, which felt devastating because ultimately I wanted to end up in an ER, which are typically in hospitals. So I felt like, you know, my foot's already in the door. If I leave, are they going to let me back? 
you know, I, I wasn't really sure like what was going to happen, but I was super nervous. I started working at the pain management clinic and that quickly took a turn for the worse. I was there, I think about three or four weeks before I quit. And I actually like put in my notice effective immediately via voicemail and email because I wanted her to be sure like, hey, I am actually not coming in on my next shift. And it was a Wednesday night. I'll never forget it. I texted my boss from the hospital pretty much begging for my job back. And she was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? I'm going to call you right now. Like we'll figure something out. And thankfully by the next week, she was able to move some positions around and get me back on the schedule working in actual core this time. I just want to point out that quitting a job is not something that I take lightly, and I think it is very important to give two weeks notice and not burn any bridges anywhere, but in this instance, I was afraid for my license, and losing even my LPN license would put my RN license that I was hopefully going to get in the future at risk. So if you learn anything from this, it should be that you need to advocate for yourself and your license and know that no job is worth losing your license over. There are plenty of jobs out there. There will always be something for you to do, even if it is not something that was originally in your plan or on your career path. Thankfully, in the fall of 2018, I was able to pick up where I left off at the hospital. I started working part-time. I worked It was a 0.6 FTE, so it was 24 hours a week, which was subsequently two shifts, two 12-hour shifts, and I was on day shift this time, so I was extremely grateful for that. They had previously mentioned an externship to me, so I inquired about that, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to start that until the final semester of nursing school. So I continued working as a CNA until the spring of 2019, which was my final semester of the nursing program, and I re-inquired about the externship, but I was told that there were only night shift positions available. And the last time I worked nights as a CNA, way back when I first started, I had an extremely hard time adjusting. My mental health suffered tremendously, more than it ever had before, And no amount of anxiety medications or antidepressants, whether they were scheduled meds or rescue meds, helped me. And I had an extremely difficult time sleeping during the day. I was functioning on minimal rest and suffering from FOMO like you would not believe. And at that point, when I was re-inquiring about the position, I was 100% off of all of those medications. I wasn't taking any anti-anxiety medications, no antidepressants, and I was feeling so good. I was functioning as my normal self, and I really just did not want to backtrack. I didn't want to compromise that. So I told them, unfortunately, as much as I want the externship, I will not sacrifice my mental health for a job. And I think that's an important lesson for everybody. There will always be jobs. There will always be nursing positions. Maybe it's not what you want right away, but they will always be there. There will always be opportunity. Your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, All of that comes first. You need to remember that in this profession, it is very, very, very important that you take care of yourself first. We spend so much of our time 
so much of our energy taking care of our patients that we often forget to put ourselves first. I do want to make a note, if you are on mental health medications currently and they're working for you, I'm so happy for you. I think it is extremely important that you do what's best for your body and what is working for you may not work for somebody else. And what works for me isn't going to work with everybody else. And I am not oblivious to that. And if you are currently struggling with mental health and you're looking into pharmaceutical management, I again encourage you to do what's best for you. Nobody is the same. Everybody is different. So we just need to make sure that especially in this profession, we are taking care of ourselves first. It is nearly impossible to care for others if we are run dry ourselves. So please, 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 please do what's best for you. Take care of you. Put yourself first. Go get a manicure. Go get a pedicure. Go get your hair done. Go get a 90-minute massage. Take your mental health medications. Go see your therapist. Go have a cocktail with a girlfriend. Go get a cup of coffee. Do whatever it is that you need to do to take care of yourself. And remember that if you are in a position or a job right now that is compromising your mental health, your physical health, your emotional or spiritual health, get out of it. There will always be other jobs out there. There are a ton of jobs for any career, especially nursing. So if you're a nurse and you are feeling burnt out or feeling run down, please do something for yourself. It, it doesn't help anybody to be burned out and it's really not worth it. You know, we, there, there's so many opportunities out there for us to do other things other than bedside nursing or, you know, whatever it is. Anyways, I, I'm getting off on a tangent and I am going to bring it back, but I just like, I'm so passionate about that and I'm truly an advocate for mental health and I think that it's important. I don't think it gets talked about enough. So again, If you are in a position that is different than mine, please don't compare yourself. It is 100% okay to ask for help. It is, it's needed. You know, we need to confide in other people and not that we need to put our stresses on them, but we just need some support sometimes. And I just don't want anybody to feel ashamed to reach out for that. So even if you need to reach out to me, please do that. I will be glad to talk to you. I, I'm not a therapist. I'm I'm just another person. I'm just another nurse. Um, I've been in these positions before, but if you need somebody to talk to and you're afraid to reach out to a healthcare provider or a family friend or a therapist, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am here for you. That's what this podcast is all about, is for me to be here for you. Not only for you to learn lessons from me, but for me to also be a sense of support for you. In April, I had my annual review with my manager. She asked me again about the externship, making sure that declining it was still what I wanted to do. I told her yes. I said, yes, my mental health is still my top priority right now. And I told her that I was planning on applying elsewhere for nursing positions because I was working on a unit during clinical that I really enjoyed to the point where I was actually talking to the manager of that department at another hospital about employment and she was talking to me about how I can get started early and how I can do the externship before I take my boards, kind of like what I would have been doing at this hospital. I also expressed to her that I was going to try to apply for positions within the hospital and specifically express my interest in the ER. 
I said, you know, maybe because I have floated down there and I know the charting system, I know where stuff is, maybe the manager will look at me and she'll think, okay, you know, it is going to be good to hire within. This will be beneficial to have somebody who knows our flow already and we pretty much only have to teach her the nursing side of things. The following week, the director of the nursing departments pulled me into her office and said, if I offered you a position in the ER, would you take it? And almost before she even finished her sentence, I was like, yes, yes, yep, yep, I will. Because this was a no-brainer. This was like a dream come true. I wanted to be in the ER, and a lot of times you have to have previous experience. You have to have some sort of nursing experience in an ICU, on a med surge unit, before you can get into the nitty gritty of the ER. So I was like ecstatic at this point. I told her, I really want to accept, but please, 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 please tell me it's not night shift. She's like, nope, you can choose between 11 to 2300, or you can choose an 07 to 1900 weekend program. Ultimately, I wanted to work 07 to 1900, but Steven worked a nine to five, and I wanted to make sure that I did still have time to spend with him on the weekends and in the evenings on my days off. So I chose the 11 to 23, and I just told my manager, hey, I'm really interested in a seven to 1900 position. If one becomes available, I would love to take it. About a week after that conversation, I was able to start as an extern in the ER before I graduated in May of 2019. Shortly after graduation, I scheduled my boards and stupidly went on a vacation the week before I took them. And as I'm sure you can assume, I failed on my first try. As much as I wanted to study on the way down there and study on the drive back home, I didn't. It just wasn't reality. It wasn't realistic. And I failed on my first try. That was a really hard season, both for me and for Steven. I blamed myself. It was 110% my fault. And it took everything in me to try again. Thankfully, I passed my second attempt in August and was then able to transition from nurse extern to registered nurse. So if you are in this position right now, you failed your first boards or second or third, this is your sign to keep pushing, keep studying. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. Stop listening to this podcast right now. Go log on, schedule your boards, pay for your boards, start studying for your boards, come back and listen after you've passed. Um, I will tell you, no matter how many times I get asked if I'm old enough to be a nurse or how long I've been a nurse, no one has ever asked me how many times I took the NCLEX or how many questions it took me to pass. There is no test to measure if you're a good nurse or not. Do not stop pushing. Keep going. You can do it. I believe in you. You should believe in yourself too. As if the whirlwind of passing my NCLEX wasn't stressful enough, in November of 2019, I decided to embark on yet another degree and start an RN to MSN bridge program in December. 
I started to work towards my master's with a focus in education because my next big goal was to be a nursing school teacher. I was planning on only doing it part-time, but I love to teach people and to see the light bulb go on when they get something. That passion really started to set in once I was working in the field because when I would explain something to somebody in a way that made sense to me and they got it, I loved to watch the light bulb go on. When I explained something to someone in a way that made sense to me and they didn't get it, I loved to find a different way to explain it so that they would. So one morning I woke up, I was literally laying in bed on my phone, Googling RN to MSN bridge programs. I wasn't expecting to find many, but I did find a couple. So I filled out a couple interest forms and one of the schools literally called me less than 30 minutes later to give me more information. And I was like, this is really scary, but I'm just gonna do it. It was a school that was recommended to me by a friend and she had actually completed the bachelor's program there. So I was like, you know what? I can do it. This will be perfect. I'm just gonna put my head down, jump in, and start at the beginning of December. So I did that, started the program in December, and then comes 2020. Now, 2020 started off as an amazing year for Steven and I. He started a new job, which he really seemed to love, and after changing jobs about every two years, this was super exciting for him because this one finally felt like it was long-term. It finally felt like it was something where he felt he belonged. We went on a spontaneous trip to Maui and that's where we ended up getting engaged and we were so excited to start planning my dream, I mean our, we were so excited to start planning our dream wedding. <laughs> Sorry, honey, <laughs> I promise I'll let you have a say in at least a few things. Unfortunately, a short three months later, the global pandemic hit and it forced Steven to start working from home and me to start working countless tiring hours in the ER. Throughout the year, we discussed what's next over and over and over. I tried to normalize things by planning small details of our wedding, like going dress shopping, finding a food vendor, finding a reception venue, but it still didn't feel real. I felt like I was getting gypped on a lot of things as a bride. I was unable to have everybody I wanted to go dress shopping with at one appointment, so I had to split it into two, and it just didn't really feel special. So I decided to put wedding planning on the back burner for a while. At the beginning of the pandemic, interest rates plummeted. And we talked a lot about buying a house to the point where we did meet with a mortgage lender. We were actually supposed to meet with two of them, but we only met with one. But we didn't have enough saved for a good down payment. And we didn't qualify for any first time homebuyers loans because we made about $10,000 too much. So at that point, we discussed building. Well, as the pandemic went on, the housing market skyrocketed, and so did the price of lumber. The other thing we had to take into consideration is that now Stephen was working from home. So 
Where we were living, his office was about a 45-minute commute, and my hospital was about 25 minutes away. So I was like, you know, I have no problem moving somewhere that's more in the middle. So we each have, you know, the same amount of time to commute. But I'm not going to move and extend my commute if you're going to continue working from home indefinitely or, you know, until further notice. As the pandemic began to worsen, I transitioned from the master's program to the bachelor's program in the fall because this meant I'd be done sooner. And at this point, I was doing anything to complete the requirements because I was getting so burnt out. I was tired of going to work, working three to four days in the ER, coming home and taking my days off doing more nursing stuff. I was starting to feel the burnout of a 20-year seasoned nurse as a new-ish grad, and I was starting to get really discouraged. Like, it was really hard to keep going. It was really hard to want to go to work all the time, and I think that's just because at the beginning of the pandemic, we saw this huge lull. You know, there were no patients. We did a really good job of, like, saying, look, don't come to the hospital if you don't need to be here, and then all of a sudden there was this huge surge, and I know that that was complete across the country the huge surge and I know some hospitals suffered more than others but being in a really teeny tiny hospital with limited resources it was really starting to take a toll on me in the spring of 2021 I completed my bachelor's program yes completely remote and in the middle of a pandemic I know talk about discipline like I said I was doing what felt like the bare minimum to get through these classes There was one point I had four classes left to do and I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I don't complete these classes. Maybe I just take some time off. I come back in two to three months and complete them then. And I was talking out loud about this to a coworker and she was like, Courtney, just do it. She's like, you're gonna be so glad when it's done that you didn't give up because you have to take those classes either way. So you might as well Just put your head down and get through them. And man, am I glad I did. So shout out to you, girlfriend. Thanks for the encouragement. You know who you are. I love you. I miss you. About a month before I finished, a wonderful opportunity fell into my lap, and that is travel nursing. I actually had a friend from high school who completed the same ADN program as me that had just started travel nursing. And when I reached out to her to see how it was going, she told me it is the best decision that she has ever made. And as we talked more, she said, why don't I have my recruiter reach out to you? Do you mind if I give her your information? And honestly, I was so scared to even accept this offer because I was like, this is never something that has even sparked my interest before. I've never even remotely thought that this would be something for me, but I accepted. I said, sure, she can call me. I'll talk to her. We'll see how it goes. We talked for an hour and a half and the recruiter did not skip a beat. She confidently answered all what seemed like hundreds of my questions Now, these were questions that I Googled minutes prior to our conversation because I had no idea what to ask, and she provided me with a ton of solid information that I never thought I would process. From insurance, to 401k, to stipends, contracts, licensing, 
I didn't find a single downside of the entire opportunity. After our call, I was so overwhelmed that I had to nap before I could even begin to think about how I was going to regurgitate all of this information to Steven. I took very thorough notes so that I could hopefully answer all of the questions that he had in as much confidence as the recruiter did mine. Now, he is somebody who will find a question that you didn't even think about and ask you, and he doesn't mean to be this way, but I take it as like, if I don't have the answer to a question that he asks, he's judging me. And he's not. Like, he would never judge me. He doesn't judge me for anything that I do. But I was like, I have to have all the answers or he's going to say no. Now, he knew that I planned on talking with a recruiter to discuss travel nursing in general, but I didn't think he or myself really expected me to present him with the amount of information that I did. I'm very much a homebody. I love my job. I love my career. I love my people. I love the community I work with. And leaving never crossed my mind. I actually, weeks prior to this call, was talking to one of the nurses who's been at that hospital for, I think, 15 or 18 years, and I told her, yep, that's going to be me. I'm going to be the nurse that's been here for 25 years, that's never left, and I couldn't even imagine leaving. I loved it. I loved my job. Like, those were my people. So Stephen and I went to dinner that night and I thought this is a good chance to have this conversation because rarely do conversations escalate in public. But there was way too much stimuli for him to process any of what I was saying to the point where he was like, I can't talk about this right now. And to me, that was him saying no. I started to feel really discouraged. I felt like he just completely shut me out And he didn't mean to, like he was just trying to be respectful and say, look, I can't listen to you right now because there's too much going on, so I can't process anything. So for the rest of the night, we didn't talk about it. I didn't want to force it because I wasn't completely sold on the idea myself. You know, I still kind of felt like I needed him to say, yep, let's go. The next day, we had a better chance to talk about it. And Stephen was all in before I could even finish giving him all of the information. And the more I talked about it and got his validation, I felt like, yes, we can do this. And I warmed up to the idea even more. Stephen met with his employer and discussed this opportunity with them and subtly gave them an ultimatum of, you either acknowledge my value to the company and you'll work with me, or you don't and I'll find another job. We were hopeful because he had already been working from home for about a year and he was efficient in his job the entire time that they would work with us and that's exactly what they did. They were just as excited for us as we were and after the confirmation of them saying yes, no problem, you can work from home, I gave an eight-week, very, very bittersweet notice to my employer. My manager was actually a travel nurse for about five years, so even though she was sad to see me go and said it was a huge hit to the department, she strongly encouraged it, and she was constantly supportive and a great resource for any questions that I had. 
Ultimately, travel nursing was a huge opportunity for us to travel the country, moving around every three months and seeing different places. We're able to save money because we're able to live off of the housing and meal stipends and pocket our taxable paychecks. And we're able to explore different locations and decide where we want to settle down and start a family. You know, do we want to be in a small town in Wisconsin? Do we want to be in a bigger town in Wisconsin? Do we not want to be in Wisconsin at all? We quickly made the decision to vacate our apartment, tell our families, downsize all of our belongings, rent a storage unit for what's left of our stuff, and pack our lives all into one vehicle to drive across the country to my first assignment, which is actually where I'm recording this from. My first assignment is in Pennsylvania. I am loving the hospital so far, and we are really enjoying exploring a different state that we may not have come to if it hadn't been for travel nursing. I'll be recording a full episode on Pennsylvania in the future, but for now, I hope you enjoyed the debut of my podcast. I am really looking forward to sharing my adventures with you here on this platform. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just did my first podcast. This is so exciting. It's so fun. I would love to hear what you think or your suggestions for future episodes and what you'd like to hear. But thank you again so much for being here, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Week 13 Podcast. This podcast is intended to be a guide and a source of encouragement to existing and future travel nurses to learn from my experiences since the beginning of my travel nurse career. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, review, or share with a friend. Have an awesome week.